From the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com, your LA Galaxy are coming off a serious beating, a 5-2 defeat at the hands of the Portland Timbers. This is only the second loss of the season for the LA Galaxy at home, and it continues their tepid results against possible playoff teams. So with only one remaining MLS game on the schedule and a lot to play for, how do you fix the LA Galaxy before the playoffs? To help us come up with a plan, we're going to be joined by MLSsoccer.com's Scott French. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and it all starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Feels like forever since the last time we did a show. It was really just last week. But still some fun things to talk about, or at least fun in terms of discussion-wise. Maybe not so much fun in terms of results. The LA Galaxy get absolutely shellacked on Sunday night facing Portland Timbers. Uh, some things to fix here. We're going to try to hopefully fix some of those things or at least talk about some of the things that seem to be the issue. In order to help us do that, of course, it's me, Josh Gessman, an LA Galaxy insider, and then our very good friend, MLSsoccer.com, Scott French. Scott, thanks for stopping by once again. Oh, sure thing. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, it, it feels like you're on all the time, Scott. And I, I want you to know that it's because, uh, quite honestly, between you and Adam, nobody in the Galaxy Kingdom covers the team as much as you guys do and as well as you guys do. So that's why this pairing right here is the absolute biggest brain trust you could possibly have of LA Galaxy coverage, as far as I'm concerned. Just cool. Just throwing that out there. I know. All right, so the LA Galaxy uh, go into halftime leading one nothing. Scott. They give up five goals and I believe right around 25 minutes in the second half. End up losing 5-2. to two. Um, There have been uh, some series of maybe some unfortunate results as you come down towards this, uh, this final game against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, whenever you look at the LA Galaxy, if you were going to try to sum up this second half of the season in just a couple sentences, how would it go? Oh, um... Uh, I guess it would go uh, climb as high as you can, and then just start uh, a little bit of a free fall. <laughs> a little, a little bit of a free fall. Not too much. What What do you see as their biggest problem, Scott? Whenever you look at the LA Galaxy, and especially looking at the game um, on Sunday night, what do you see as as an issue that that needs to be addressed? Well, I I see two. One is just uh, team defense. I think is a little bit spotty. Uh, in fact, it's a lot spotty at times. I I think that uh, shape 
defensive shape has not been as good as it needs to be. Uh, I think that there have been too many mistakes by too many players at too many times. Uh, and, and I also think that we're seeing a, a few players that just look, look a little bit worn out. And, and, you know, especially Sebastian Legette, who, you know, hasn't played this type of season before and, and was so important in, in bringing the dynamism to that attack, you know, when that attack was just struggling that first half of the year. And he kind of brought some life to it, and then uh, then things got going as Robbie got got healthy, and and the new guys came in, and then they were exploding, and you can just see that Sebastian has hit the wall, and uh, uh, and the hope was that after you know a couple of these breaks, he might come back a little sharper. But I the other day, uh, I just didn't see it. I I, I think that. He's in need of a rest. Yeah, yeah, and maybe not the only person uh, in need of a rest. Bruce Arena said after the game that he actually saw some guys who were fatigued and that that was worrisome, obviously, coming off of a bye week and, and having that time. So uh, definitely something we have to watch coming down. Adam, what do you see whenever you see the LA Galaxy? Actually, I'll start with the first question. Whenever you want to talk about the LA Galaxy in the second half in just a couple of sentences, how do you explain it? Keen, 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 Robbie Keen. <laughs> That's that's basically the entire story of the second half. It's been how Robbie Keane has kind of led this team and carried this team to where they are right now. You know, they wouldn't be in second spot if it wasn't uh, for Robbie Keane's sudden, you know, goal explosion over the last uh, really couple months. And that in and itself is a problem because you haven't seen other players really step up. You're... Scott is exactly right. You've kind of seen Sebastian Legette hit a wall, you know, kind of in the way that we saw this happen to Jassy's artists uh, back in 2013. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of had a nice little start. And, you know, being a young player, having not played this many games, you know, we saw him fatigue down the stretch. And that's kind of what we're seeing with Sebastian Legette, who is, in all cases, you know, really a rookie because he hasn't ever played this type of schedule before. Um, so I, I think that's, that's a big problem. We're not really seeing the right type of balance in terms of players on the score sheet. Uh, as we saw in 2014, as we saw, you know, during those really good summer months. Uh, so we need to see a little bit more balance, uh, in the scoring. And then I think that one thing that kind of stood out to me yesterday was that, players mentioned uh, the lack of physicality um, and you know a lot of fans will, will tweet me and they'll say this team isn't playing with heart uh, whatever that word means uh, it's a very loaded word uh, one way you can do that is kind of by being a little bit more physical and I think that against Portland you didn't really see that as much right. uh, so that's something that has to be corrected. Scott, is this as simple as can you make? Is there is there are there players on the LA Galaxy bench that you can find to plug into some of these positions that could make a a, a difference? I mean, is it somebody like I, I can't believe I'll ask this, but is it somebody like Edson Buttle or Mika Varonin? Are these guys going to be difference makers, or is it or is it maybe some of the younger guys? What what needs to change? Well, I think actually one of the things that's been hurting them the last oh month or two months or so, I, I'd have to go back and actually look it up to see exactly how long, is that Baggio hasn't been healthy. Um, I know Baggio, a lot of people wonder what is what it is he does, and the answer is Baggio does all kinds of things out there for them, and he's one of these players who does bring 
the intensity and brings uh, brings a lot of heart to the field and can do so many different things out there. And without him, I just think that they're they're missing something. They, you know, he he's not able to come in off the bench and uh, he he. He says he's healthy now. He's ready to go. Uh, he didn't make the 18 uh, yesterday, which I think speaks to that he's maybe not quite there yet. But I think getting him back in, I, I think, would be a huge plus to them. I think that would uh, that that could go a, a ways toward uh, toward uh, improving them in that regard. And I also think that uh, you know we saw when uh, Jose Villarreal got on the field last night. Uh, you know, he he made a an immediate impression and. He's someone I think needs to needs to see a little bit more time, and actually, he's somebody I, that I would uh, I wouldn't mind seeing get get the start on the left side of midfield in place of Legette right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes some sense. We know you can see Legette is is, is dragging with his legs, and may, maybe giving somebody like Jose Villarreal, a guy who maybe hasn't had the same wear and tear as far as minutes, but obviously some wear and tear in terms of injuries. So, would it be interesting to see Adam? Can you can you also make some suggestions? Maybe some people off the bench that could possibly replace some of the starters that that maybe could give a uh, a spark to the LA Galaxy? You know, Scott's spot on uh, in terms of Baggio. Um, he's a player, like you mentioned, you know, who does a lot of things. He is a, kind of a Swiss Army knife, uh, if you will. And they are missing that versatility. Um, you're not able to, you know, maybe even slide him an outside back. So if Adrian Lagarza's down, you know, you're... you're you go to Dan Gargan and Robbie Rogers, who's still kind of come back from an injury. So maybe you're you're a little bit off put there. Um, and we know that Bruce Arena likes having Baggio play uh, that outside role. So it's something that we know Bruce wants to do. But I think the big thing is, and it's kind of funny that it's come to this, but you want to see something out of a Jose Villarreal, uh, maybe even a Raul Mendiola if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um those types of young players uh, can get the galaxy through this through this little bit of a snide. You know, they have they have fight. They want to play in these games. Uh, Jose looks very good, was uh, far better than Sebastian, who you know didn't have a horrible game against Portland, but no. you know didn't didn't look at his best. Um, and you know, so he is an option there as well. Uh, I think that you know you need to start seeing a little bit more out of an Edson Buttle uh, and Alan Gordon you know Gordon uh, has has five goals this year hasn't really scored in a very long time uh the need to have that presence um you know those guys those veterans have to step up as well so right. i mean the galaxy are kind of all against it right now and it is sort of a one game situation where if they win you know they're through to the second spot uh but you, know, you kind of never know, and it's up to uh, Bruce Reed to kind of you know write this ship. Uh, Scott, whenever we look at the LA Galaxy's designated players, you look at uh, Giovanni Del Santos, Steven Gerrard, and then obviously Robbie Keane. One of, one of those three really seems to be doing uh, uh, quite excellent again. Robbie Keane scoring 19 goals um, for the second straight season could add to that total in Sporting Kansas City. Um, what are you getting out of the designated players, or what are you not getting out of the designated players right now that could be affecting this team? I think that that they're still dealing a little bit with acclimation and not just the players coming in, but the team acclimating to them and figuring out how best to employ them. Um, I mean, I I think we've seen uh, Steven Gerrard be a little bit up, a little bit down. Uh, I think he he does a pretty good job, especially when delivering longer balls. Mm -hmm. But I just wonder, you know, his relationship with Juninho and the players around him and how the spacing works out. 
Uh, I think that there's there've been some problems there, and I think that's one of the reasons that there's been so much pressure on a on a back line that's that's you know maybe one of the weaker parts of this team. Um, you know, I I still I I've thought this all season long, and I still do. The biggest loss the Galaxy had was Marcelo Sarvis. Marcelo Sarvis did so much for this team, and so many, so much that didn't really get recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you you had to vote. Robbie Keane for team MVP last year. I mean, there's no question about it. He was the league MVP, and and pretty clearly so. But part of me thought that that Sarvis was the real MVP of this team last year, and I don't think they've ever really made up for for losing him. Uh, they haven't figured out how to do it uh, how to do it at its best without him, and uh, and I think that's that's a big part of it. Giovanni Dos Santos, we, when he's uh, when he's on, when he's healthy, when he's sharp, he's really creative and does a lot. And when he's not, you know, he's he's there, and right. and uh, that's part of it. And he has been dealing with this this groin issue, you know, really pretty much the entire time he's been here. So we we haven't seen him at his best yet. No, we we haven't. Um, Adam, same question. Sort of, what do you see from the designated players? Obviously, you see the good at Robbie Keane. I think there's some there's some good both from Gio and and, and Steven Gerrard, but. Um, with with Gerard, especially, you worried now at thirty five, uh, you know, playing, getting close to almost, you know, the full year of soccer that he's been playing, even more than that, a full year of soccer. Are you worried that maybe his legs are a little tired? I mean, he certainly played a lot, um, but you know, Gerard does a lot of little things too, and not in the same way that Marcelo Sarvas does. But, you know, he you count on him to make you know the clever little pass to get a player into space, um, but. I think defensively is where you haven't seen him and Janino kind of figure out their partnership yet. Um, you see that if you pressure this team, uh, they can be found out. And Gerard himself said that if we, if teams are physical with us, uh, we kind of let that go and we have to get better at that. So that's the big thing you need to see from Gerard. Uh, you know, his marking on Chara's goal, uh, you know, was, was very poor, and he, I'm sure he knows that. Uh, it, was, it was a tough goal to give up. Um, but, you know, you're starting to see errors all over the field, and I think that that's one way that you're kind of putting too much pressure on, on this defense. Uh, with Giovanni Dos Santos, you're seeing seeing the good little things right now. Uh, you know, he's able to you know, have an impact, and at times against Portland, I mean, you saw him try to take players on, try to move into space, try to work his way out with Robbie Keane. And, you know, I think if you see a little bit more of that, once he gets a little bit better from this injury and you like to think that, you know, now we're going to be three weeks out from that, you know, re-aggravation, uh, hopefully you'll see a little bit more. And I think that if you do, you know, the Galaxy have, you know, one of the most talented uh, players attacking-wise uh, in the league. And, you know, I'm certain he'll show that. Defensively, Scott, you know, like you said, it kind of is this weak point. Um, do you see the goalkeeper position being particularly weak? I know there were lots of calls for uh, a goalkeeper change after five goals were scored on Donovan Ricketts, but do you see that having any effect? Um, could a different goalkeeper have made this a different game? Oh, I think so. I, I think uh, Donovan isn't the goalkeeper that he was uh, the last time he was with the Galaxy. And I don't think he's bad. I think he's done some good things with the Galaxy, but he's not he's not really solid over the full 90 minutes in any of the games. And and we see little mistakes. Uh, the the shot that he turned into the the corner kick last night, you know, the little dribbling shot, different things like that. Yeah, I I think that is one of the weaknesses, and I, and I think it's something that he, you know, 
I'm, I'm not sure you correct it this year. I think that's something that, that you're looking to correct as you go into next year. And, and I think that there are going to be some, some options for the galaxy in that regard, but yeah, yeah, that, that I think is a, a problem. And the other problem for me is, you know, why isn't AJ in the middle? This team is better when AJ is in the middle. I, 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 ha- I was mirroring that exact thought on Twitter and across some social media platforms last night after, after seeing that game. Obviously, AJ coming back from an injury, I know that. But for, this, for the majority of this year, he hasn't been there, Scott. And that's when the LA Galaxy are strongest is whenever he is paired up with a taller, slower uh, you know, center back there and, and is able to provide sort of the cover that they can't provide. It's complementary pieces, and we haven't seen that. Scott, I'll, I'll ask you the final question, then we'll take a break, Adam, and I'll come back. But does Bruce Arena have the answers in order to get the LA Galaxy to MLS Cup? I know it's kind of a stupid question. I think I know the answer, but um, but what do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I it, it's once you get in the playoffs, it's a new season. It's a different kind of season. The Galaxy have shown over and over again that they know how to compete in that season. It doesn't matter, you know, how well you play. It's what results you get. And, and Bruce has shown an ability to get results when you really have to. Uh, this team has shown that, and it's just a matter of going out and, and playing with the kind of energy and intensity that you need to do that with. If you play with that kind of energy and intensity, you can do anything you want. The thing is, there's a number of teams in this league that are capable of winning it, and I think there's more teams capable of winning it this year than there were last year, and I think that it's going to be a very difficult playoff run, and and right now I, I really don't expect the Galaxy to finish second. I think they are going to have to go through the wild card round. I thought I think last night's loss kind of kind of did that to them. It's in their hands. If they win in Kansas City, they are second. I, I'm just not predicting them to win in Kansas City. Uh, and I think that every step you add to to the uh, to the challenge that you have to take, it makes it more difficult. So I, I think it's going to be more difficult for the Galaxy. Yeah, they can do it, but uh, you know, so can uh, so can Dallas. You know, with that speed and right. the way they're playing, and so can New York, which yep. is probably the best team in the league right yeah, right now. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, especially coming down the uh, the stretch here. All right, if you're looking for Scott. On Twitter, at Scott J. French. He's back on Twitter. We can all celebrate that. MLSsoccer.com for all the stuff. You find him on LAGalaxy.com all the time as well as they carry his stuff as well. So, Scott, want to thank you once again for stopping by. I'm sure we'll see you for the playoffs, and I'm sure we'll have you back on before the end of the year. Sounds good. Take care, guys. All right. That's Scott French, MLSsoccer.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Scott J. French. All right. Adam and I are going to go ahead and take a quick break. Whenever we come back, we're going to talk... Uh, a little bit more about this. Maybe talk real quickly about the CCL game as Adam gets prepared to head down to Guatemala with the team. So still a bunch to get to. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Deep within Landon Donovan's secret Cambodian lair, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Hey, this is Chris. 
This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory. And you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Adam and I were busy arguing, uh, which is always a good thing in between the breaks. So I'm sure we'll have some stuff to talk about. Adam, you said you wanted a chance to answer the last question. Um, or at least talk about the fact that both Scott and I would like to see AJ in the middle of defense. And you said if that happens, then what? What, what was your big argument about this? Well, first of all, I don't think the Galaxy right now have the personnel to have AJ play in central defense. Uh, you know, I think that you know Dan Gargan had a solid game uh, before the penalty, uh, but. I really think that you, you take a little bit of a step down when you don't have AJ in that position. Uh, he has a good relationship uh, kind of going forward uh, with Giassi. And I think you lose that uh, when you put in another player. So I think that for the time being, you need to see Leo and Omar together. Uh, both of them you know, didn't have the best of games uh, against Portland, but I mean, it really is kind of a wake-up call, as Omar Gonzalez said, and, you know, as players have said, you know, really since since maybe the last month or so. But I just don't think you can kind of go with that luxury of putting AJ and Omar there. Uh, you don't – you'll lose something on the outside back position, I think, more so than you gain uh, in central defense. I am less worried about the outside position and more worried about the central position. For me, Omar and Leonardo are a liability liability together. All right? Maybe AJ does great because it's the complementary pieces, and I'm okay with giving up some of that to go ahead and say, hey, we have Dan Gargan on the outside. Maybe that that that... Uh, partnership with Giassi's artist isn't as good, but I'll be honest with you, that partnership with Giassi's artist hasn't given me a whole bunch. All right, I it's, I'm not like heartbroken over it, and I would rather see a tighter central defense than ha- and have a, a weaker wing on the outside than to have AJ, the strongest defender on the wing, pushing people you know outside, and then as soon as they get anybody on the inside, you have Omar and you have Leo, and they can't handle it. And right now, the real big part of that is Omar can't handle a lot of what's being thrown at him. I mean, if you look though at what happened with Portland. Uh... You know, several of the goals came from not down the center, but out wide and where wide wide players, you know, kind of got pushed in into bad spots, uh, particularly you look at that last goal where the Galaxy were kind of found flat footed, you know, Jorge Villafania uh, kind of goes unmarked and, and gets through. So I think that you need to tighten up that. I mean, to be fair, Omar Gonzalez, and Leonardo should be expected to get that job done. Uh, you know, they've done very well. Um, you know, Leo's having, you know, the season of his career. Right. Uh, you know, and Omar has, you know, I think personally is the most talented central defender in the league, uh, but he's not really playing up to that level right now. Okay. And I think that you need to have those big players step up in those big moments. And I think that there's no bigger moment then when you go to Sporting Park, a very hostile place, and you play a team that knows how to win championships, and you have to show that, you know, you're up for that challenge. And I think that this game on Sunday is going to be the real, you know, decider for how we see this Galaxy team going into the playoffs. If they show up a little bit flat-footed, if they don't show the same 
they show the same kind of fight they showed in that second half against Portland, then well, you know, it might be a short postseason for this team, and they can't they can't have that. That's not acceptable. It wasn't acceptable in 2013. It wasn't acceptable in 2010 uh, when they went to the conference championship game and lost. And frankly, it wasn't acceptable in 2009 when they lost in penalties. So this team's expected to win, and they have to show up. And I think this is a big situation, as big as you can possibly get, and it will prove you know what we've got from this team. Yeah, my 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 big issue now is that there are no more wake up calls. They've had plenty of wake up calls. They've they've been woken up, um, and if they can't respond to what happened um, at home versus Portland, if they can't rise up and respond to that in a difficult place to play, which is going to take a lot of focus. Quite honestly, I'm glad it's not some you know patsy of a of of a road trip, and this is something that's going to take some real focus for these guys. You, they can't get blown out by Sporting Kansas City, and then after that, and say, "Hey, this is another wake up call. We really got to wake up now." Because I feel like the LA Galaxy are in this nightmare dream where they keep waking up and they keep waking up, and every time they wake up, they're still in the dream, and they keep waking up and waking up because I don't see the response and I want to see a response. So that's what I think needs to happen in the Sporting Kansas City game. Regardless of result, there needs to be a response from this team. And right now, I, I seriously question whether or not they have the motivation to do that. And I know we talked about heart in the loaded question. I won't use the word heart, but I want to talk. I want to say motivation, Adam, is that I'm worried that this is a team that as much as Robbie Keane can drag them to the MLS Cup, may be fighting too much against Robbie Keane to, to get them there. You know, I just to play devil's advocate, though, for a second, let's look back at the way the 2014 ended. You know, it kind of ended in a similar fashion, at least going into the last game of the season against Seattle. You know, you have the Galaxy jump out to an early lead and then fall apart in the second half right. uh, and kind of, give their position of the supporter shield away. And then you saw a real fight in that game at, at uh, century link field. You know, things kind of all uh, went, went bad toward the end of the game where Seattle kind of capitalized on some errors by Jaime Pinedo and, and won the supporter shield. But I think that, as you mentioned, you want to see a response. You know, if this galaxy team, loses this game, uh, you know, so be it. But you need to see a response. You need to see a team that's willing to fight in a hostile ground uh, for a full 90 minutes. You have to see them put forth a strong performance. And you want to see them get angry. You know, Omar Gonzalez said afterwards, uh, after the Portland loss, that, you know, the guys kind of took it on the chin. You know, they were, they care deeply and they were upset that they got, beat by beat by Portland. You know, Robbie Keane didn't say that. We asked him if he's embarrassed and he meant he's clipped right back saying we embarrassed plenty of teams here at the stadium this year. And one of those teams was Portland, by the way. Right. Um but you wanna see you wanna see some fight. You wanna see a team that really wants to win. Because everybody everybody wants to win, that's that's obvious, but you wanna see a team that's gonna come out at Sporting Park while they play shots, shots on every set piece, while they sing, I believe that we will win, you want to <laughs> see them show a fight and show that they can go into that place and win. You know, they have the talent to do so. You know, man for man, they're a better team talent-wise than sporting Kansas City, and yes. they should be able to do that. But you, know, you have to see them kind of put that together and show that, you know, that they're angry the way the second half uh, 
against Portland went. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm of the opinion that uh, that Bruce Arena is going to do what he always does, which is he's going to let his stars be stars, um, and he's going to expect a response from these guys. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the midweek CCL game. Adam, I know you're traveling down to Guatemala. Just uh, give us your your just real quick thoughts on what you expect to see down in Guatemala for uh, for the LA Galaxy and and the split squad that will probably be heading down there. Um, and you know how that how you see that sort of affecting. Uh, their play on Sunday as well. You know, it'll be a very uh, interesting game uh, in, in Guatemala. Uh, it will certainly be a split squad. You'll see a lot of different types of players play. You know, hopefully a Mendiola who's back to fitness after picking up an injury in the Galaxy 2 championship game. Uh, but I think it's, it's a good proving ground for those young players that I mentioned you know, like a Jose Villarreal, a Raul Mendiola, even a Dave Romney to kind of carve their way into the conversation. For a guy like an Epson Buttle or for Alan Gordon, it's their chance to get back on the score sheet, to get some more confidence as we go into the playoffs, because those are the kind of guys that you expect to perform in those situations. They're the kind of guys who come out of nowhere and find find good spots. And, you know, I know Epson Buttle gets a lot of slack uh, from fans, but he's able to get into spots. He has to put the ball in the back of the net. Of course, he does that, but he gets into the spots, and now he has to finish it. Otherwise, you know, he will not be remembered for much in this in his Galaxy tenure. But there are those opportunities. Those players are going to get them. And, you know, you and Scott were talking uh, offline about how this is important for seeding purposes. Uh you know, they went into Metapon two years ago and really gave up the ghost to a team that really had nothing to lose and wanted to win in front of all uh, 35 of their fans uh, right. in, in El Salvador. And you should expect another team like that again. They want to beat the Galaxy. It's a big scout for them. Uh, but this team has to show they can go into this hostile place. As I mentioned about the Sporting Kansas City game, it's a very similar situation. They have to show they can go in and show some fight. This team needs needs a little bit of that right now. They need it from somebody, and they, this team has that opportunity. If they get a win here against Comunicaciones, of course, you know, a lot of these guys aren't going to be the starters in Sporting Kansas City, but it's a good a little bit of a confidence booster for this entire group to know that they can go to Guatemala, you know, and get that result. Um, it's certainly going to be a very interesting game, and we'll see how they can do. But it's, a, it's very, very important for this team to get a result. Uh, they have to... You know, avoid those Mexican teams um, because this team has, you know, big ambitions of going to the CONCACAF Champions League and and winning them and winning that competition, being the first MLS team to win under this format. So it'll be a very interesting match, I'm sure. I can't wait to uh, to get down there. Uh, packing, you know, right now. So if you're listening to this, you know, on Tuesday, I'm sure I'll be down there and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be good. The LA Galaxy will face off against Comunicaciones uh, Wednesday, October 21st, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. This game will be obviously broadcast on the ever-so-popular Fox Soccer Plus. 
Um, so enjoy looking for that on your uh, TV guides there. Uh, Sunday, October 25th, of course, is the last MLS game of the regular season for the LA Galaxy of the 2015 season. Uh, Sunday, October 25th, 4 p.m. Pacific time at Sporting Kansas City Sporting Park. ESPN and ESPN Deportes are your broadcast locations for that. Obviously, we'll have a podcast coming up later this week that will be recapping the Portland game and then, of course, looking ahead to this Sporting Kansas City game. The LA Galaxy win. They get the second seed. If they do anything else, it gets murky and fun. So we'll see. It's decision day, I guess, is what they're calling it, Adam. All the Western Conference teams will be kicking off at exactly the same time. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, you'll probably be watching ESPN or Fox Sports or one of those. Uh, most likely ESPN if you're a Galaxy fan. Uh, and you get to watch as they cut into all the action at the other games as well. Have your MLS Live up as well, and you should see all that good stuff. All right, Adam, anything else? Uh, it'll, it'll be a very interesting week for the Galaxy. It's time to see um, if this team, this is going to be a 2013, a team with a lot of talent uh, not living up to their potential, or a 2014, a team that controls, a team that wins, and a team that can bring another championship uh, to Los Angeles. So let's see. It'll be a great ride. Yep, it should be a lot of fun. All right. He is LA Galaxy Insider. If you're looking for him on Twitter, it's at LA Galaxy Insider. Uh, if you're looking for uh, any of his writing, it's LAGalaxy.com forward slash insider covering the team 365 24-7. Uh, same with Scott French there. MLSsoccer.com. Look for Scott French as well. Uh, he was great. These two guys do the absolute best job in the league covering the LA Galaxy, so that's why you want to pay attention. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, at Jay Guessman, and of course, please go to cornerofthegalaxy.com where we have our game previews, our game recaps, all that fun stuff is up there for you to peruse. Cornerofthegalaxy.com, you can also find all the podcasts there as well. All right, again, interesting week for the LA Galaxy. Wednesday for the CCL, Sunday for the last MLS regular season game for the LA Galaxy to decide where they'll be in the playoffs. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, for LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, I'm Josh Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast, and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent L.A. Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.